was brilliant. This is a story about a girl named Molly. Goes around up the trolley. Drinks cider and a dolly. She can't get over you. There's nothing that she will do. Now she's off sipping glue. Hey everybody, welcome to another Little Geek Lost podcast with you as always, Cyanide. Your friendly neighborhood Canadian talking to random people randomly. <laughs> um, couple new slogans, taglines, sayings, catchphrases, whatever you want to call them that I thought I'd try out. I personally like your friendly neighborhood Canadian, but talking to random people randomly also kind of fits um, <laughs> with who I am. So on this podcast, it's a very special UK edition, chock full of British and Scottish goodness. Um, the funny thing is, too, I know technically Ireland isn't part of the UK, so people from Ireland are going to slap me for this, but it's kind of funny because Rob Smith, the guy who does my intro song, is from Ireland, so I'm going to throw that in there, too, because technically they're a part of the British Isles, aren't they? You can correct me on this. So we've got Ireland, do my intro, um, we've got a little bit of Scottish goodness thrown into this podcast again, and we've got an awesome conversation with a British guy. I mean, what more could you really ask for from a podcast, right? Suspects once again taking residency here on the Little Geek Lost podcast. For the second time, the second coming. <laughs> Jesus and shit. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Seconds then he's defecated his drawers. Yes. Okay, so this Twice. is a. Price <laughs> thing. This is going to be a segment on. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ball these out. I need a hazmat suit. I need a hazmat suit. Oh. <coughs> I don't know how Godzilla was born. Yep. Holy <laughs> farted on a lizard, man. That's right, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, see, I just want to go into pod mode, man. I see a picture of an alligator hitting a, uh, a doorbell uh-huh. outside somebody's house and it's going, it's like a Jehovah thing. Yeah. If people fucking go to the door, go, can I tell you about my our Lord and Saviour, Godzilla? <laughs> Gojira. Aye. Uh, aye, so I thought, I thought this was going to be about Scottish banter. Aye, you can end up with my life. Well, fuck. Um, no, it's Mandy O, can do it? Aye. Mandy O. Mandy O. Or as I like to call her, Oh, Mandy, UK, Mandy. I don't know the rest of that song. Gave without taking. Boom. I think, I don't know, maybe, possibly, perhaps. Do you, do you rhyme that off immediately? Yeah. Come on now. I don't even know who sang it. Who sang it? Is that Chris DeBurr or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. I know he's saying, Lady in Red. I just go straight to Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards, no? Well, they did that cover? No, a little. Oh, little hey, you girl. Girl in Red. Red. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? See? You know, you know, you know. Boom. Okay, so Scottish banter, I want to discuss how certain uh, words that may be considered derogatory yes. or a pejorative are actually terms of endearment here in Scotland. A lot. For example, every, everyone. Yeah. Every one of them. Yep. As you just called me a ball bag. <laughs> That's actually a nice thing to call me. <laughs> so, ball bag. Those that don't know spell B A W B A G is actually scrotum. Yes. <laughs> That's the, the correct term, the accepted vernacular. Ballsack. Balls yes. Like Harry Ballsack. <laughs> That's Hang okay. Woof. 
<laughs> I thought you stuffed Whoopi Goldberg in your fucking pants. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that one. I think the biggest one we had to address is, that, is the C-bomb. Yes. We drop the C-bomb every minute of every day. Pretty much, aye. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. No. Not really. Not, no. I mean, I mean, the word cunt, okay, let's say it's cunt. Yep. Now, that actually means vagina, does it not? Yes. Okay, so you're essentially calling someone a, a female genitalia part. Yes. Again, it's not a bad thing. No, because you walk up to people and go, all right, you cunt, how you doing? I'm not a mad cunt. Do you want a beer? Yeah. Right, right, you cunt. Exactly. Yes, That's cool, it's accepted, it's allowed, it's, what, it's what's expected. Yeah. And then, do you know what? You can tell if your mates don't like you if they don't call you a cunt. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, cunt. Oh, See? Um, next one, Houghton. Yes. Oh, for example, if we were to take this back roughly three minutes, I would say, oh, baldy, that's Houghton. Aye. Which basically means that's disgusting, that's horrible, manky. Despicable. And manky, yet again, is another one, which is dirty, disgusting. Yep. There you go. Need no wash. Too far there. Ah, too far, nice. Um, and I think there's a thing as well where certain regions of Scotland, they seem to take the word that, right? T-H-E-T. -E mm -hmm. They drop the T-H and they just say at. For example, I just did it. I went, that's Houghton. Aye, true. Yeah. You don't even notice it. You just do it. Um, the, I guess the obvious ones are I and no. Aye. No. Um, so I, of course, means yes. Yes. It's an affirmative. Indeed. No, that's something getting shut down. Yep. Which is weird, though, because it's like, okay, you're trying to abbreviate no, which is two letters. And you're adding a, a third letter. You're adding a third letter. Yeah. It's weird seeing you trying to hear, like, uh, it, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see if you're, uh, I'll buy you a new bed. See if you're trying, uh, that will sound really weird out of context. <laughs> that will sound very strange out of context. Uh, moving on. <laughs> He just burnt my bed with a cigarette. I burnt a hole in his bed. Yeah. Smoking! With a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> just to point that out. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing else dodgy, frisky. <laughs> going on up in here. Um, Bufty. Yes. The Scottish one. It's another one. Which... You dropped that a few a few weeks ago. Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Aye. Which is basically a Scottish word for poof. Which a, I guess a is gay, also a, a gay, Scottish word. A gay man. Yeah. A homosexual. Yeah. A fan of musical theatre. Pretty much. Well, second hand. I've heard. <laughs> um, I guess shite, the term shite, that's quite Scottish. Aye, because most people in any country, anywhere would say shit. Yeah, Americans can't say shite. That's just no. weird. That's shite. It's weird, it doesn't work. Aye. Um, which, of course, gives a, gives us all a wee giggle when they talk about the Shiites. Aye, they try and say shite, it comes out of Shylark or something, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't work. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, so we are, of course, based in Rossi, Isle of Butte, relatively close to Glasgow. Yeah, 50 miles away. 50, right, right. that. Uh, Glasgow, of course, is not the capital of Scotland, although no. many feel it should be. Yeah. I, for one of them. Aye, because Edinburgh's just shit. Sorry, shite. Aye. <laughs> Edinburgh, there's another one. Edinburgh spelled E-D-I-N-B-U-R-G-H. It's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Aye, yes. it's not Berg. But people do that. Like, see, like... Americans call this place uh, Glasgow. Right. I mean, don't hold this against me, but I once went to Eminem, and the fans were trying to rush the stage, pushing the barriers, folks were all getting crushed, um, at Glasgow Green. And over the PA, man, you would Glasgow, Glasgow, get him the fuck down. <coughs> That's him up in, man. So the simmer down, down, as opposed to down. Aye. Aye. Just D-O-O-N, as opposed to D-O-W-N. Uh, I can't think of any other ones. You hear him try to enunciate every word just to sort of differentiate between the two. <laughs> That's why I'm sounding a bit weird. Um, cigarettes. I mean, is this a British thing? They call them fags. Uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, Americans, I'm assuming possibly Canadians, uh -huh. they're close, close neighbours. Cousins, you know? if you will. Yeah. A bag. Does not mean cigarette. You sort of look at you very strangely, what I do, with the eyes constantly open shit. Yeah, no blinking. Yeah, no blinking. They, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about because they think you're asking it for a poo. Exactly. A birthday, if you will. Birthday. Yeah. Okay, so there's a wee uh, quick round of uh, Scottishisms. Yeah, so hopefully some of them will help you if you do happen to happen upon the unusual suspects. That's <laughs> an unusual pod. Indeed. And you might actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. One of our best jokes. One of our best jokes, nobody even realised what the funny part was. Marty Boy, when he says he doesn't wank when he masturbates. Oh, yes. There uh, you go. Yep. Wank, that means to masturbate. Yes. Exactly. It so it doesn't. To pleasure oneself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Profusely. This has been an extra long section for the unusual pod, unusual suspects. That's roughly eight minutes. Really? For a five minute segment, yeah. You're a bit carried away there, man, Neo. Aye. Aye, indeed. Apologies! Cheerio, bye! I'm invincible! You're a loony! Are, are we actually in the podcast now, by the way? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of expecting like a little intro or anything, but okay, cool. Um, well, sorry, I could do an have... intro. Okay, let's do an intro. <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I want to do it. I, do, I don't, I don't, I'm not forcing you to do an intro. Uh, I just wasn't sure if we were officially or you were just setting up some questions. We probably should so people actually know who you are. And... I was, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> some Suddenly some, they heard me very briefly on the Heroes and Villains episode, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we're here with Jack today. Um, he's from the site that I work on, Word of the Nerd. Um, he also does his own podcast for Intercomics, and he started a new one recently. So give us a little intro and a rundown on yourself, Jack. Hello, my name is Jack Chambers. Uh, as you can tell, I'm from England, and that is going to be coming up a lot in the podcast later on. But yeah, um, as Mandy said, I am an editor at Word of the Nerd, and I also host the Intercomics podcast, and I'm also the host of an upcoming podcast, which is a Star Wars RPG podcast called the Binary Sunset podcast. So I have some kind of experience with podcasting, and it's nice to have my first crossover onto somebody else's and come <laughs> and join you on the Little Geek Lost show. So <laughs> Across yeah. the pond. <laughs> exactly, a, a cross-pond, cross-pod wonderful show <laughs> <laughs> um and our main topic today aside from me bothering him later with english questions <laughs> is going to be on geek culture how it differs between canada where i live more north america i guess and england uk europe that whole area <laughs> over there um so i think mainly my question is is it a lot of Americanized stuff, um, do you you know? Is, I know that DC and Marvel and all the main um, publishers and stuff of comics and other geek things tend to be more Americanized. Or is there a lot of UK English ones that we may not know of over here? I mean, there is a lot of really amazing sort of British comics. There's a huge indie scene that's happening at the moment. 
that a lot of my friends are, are in at the moment. There's a, a publisher called Marcosia that has been sort of really building up. Um, they're calling it sort of the uh, British Showcase Anthology. And I had a story published in it last year, the volume one. And they're doing volume two this year. And there's a real sort of huge boom with brand new writers coming out and being published for the first time and people starting their own publishing companies and stuff like that, which is amazing. But I think the institution for British comics is... 2000 AD and that whole you know Judge Dredd and all that sort of stuff people know Dredd even Mm -hmm. if they don't know what 2000 AD is and that's kind of definitively British I would say as as far as comics go there are a a few others but I think that's our sort of main and key export there are a surprising amount of British writers now working for the American companies as well Uh, one of my favorite writers is Kieran Gillen and you don't get much more English than Kieran Gillen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's written um, Young Avengers, my favourite series of last year, and Wicked in the Vine, his new series coming out this year with another British guy called Jamie McKelvey. And yeah, I think DC and Marvel and that whole, the the recent sort of explosion of comics into the mainstream media, into cinema and TV and all that sort of thing, has been very, very Americanized. And there is a huge influence from American TV and American culture on Britain as a whole, but we do have our still have our own identity. I feel I feel we're very sort of uh, it's a thing called stiff upper lip, which is a term <laughs> in uh, in England. We're very proud of our heritage and very proud of being British, and we don't like to show our weaknesses and things like that. So we're always sort of promoting things. But oddly enough, the thing that's really shocked me recently is things happening the other way around. I can't believe the appeal that Doctor Who now has in North America. Growing up as a kid, um, my dad's a huge sci-fi fan, so I grew up on Next Generation, Star Trek, and all the Star Wars films, and Doctor Who. And I can't can't get my head around the fact that Doctor Who is now an international success and everybody loves Matt Smith <laughs> and David Tennant, and everybody's arguing like, no, the third Doctor's better, no, fifth Doctor's better, and stuff like that. I could never, ever imagine that happening, you know, five years ago. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like the last few years, it's just kind of exploded everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. From, I mean, we've got the the titanic Marvel Cinematic Universe that is basically just dominating everything else right now. Mm-hmm. Things like The Avengers being one of the most successful films of all time. It's amazing seeing the explosion of of geek culture and its expansion into the mainstream and stuff like that, but... Definitely the the biggest shock for me is Doctor Who's success recently because that's if you go and look at classic Who, it is fucking terrible. <laughs> Those are like, the best ones. The black and white old 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 ones are the best ones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when the doctor is literally picking up Daleks because they are literally a bin. Yeah. They are they are a trash can <laughs> for you North Americans. <laughs> um they are literally empty trash cans and the first Doctor will literally pick it up and throw it on the floor, and that's how he beats Daleks. Or the aliens are just, like, makeup. (laughs) Yeah, it's just people in slight bit of makeup. Or um, Cybermen are guys wearing cardboard boxes, literally. (laughs) Spray-painted cardboard boxes (laughs) and their faces wrapped in foil. So the, the thing I find most surprising is definitely Doctor Who's sudden crossover thing appeal, I guess. And like you're saying, I think with comics, it's possibly more 
it's more Americanized than a lot of other media. I mean, there is a lot of American TV over here, but we don't get a lot of the uh, people will talk about American game shows and stuff to me, and I we've never heard of them, <laughs> or we have we have a British version that is named something completely different or something like that, and. Uh, since you're Canadian, I'd never heard of Degrassi until about a year ago. Oh, Degrassi rules. See, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I only heard of it because of Kevin Smith. Yeah, he got and obsessed with it. Yeah, we we don't get it over here. We don't get really kind of the, I suppose, sort of country-specific stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of it. And where there's a game show where the questions are kind of centered around North American culture and or history or whatever... <laughs> Then we don't get them. We have our we have QI and we have Pointless and stuff like that, which are very very British shows, and they're sort of the uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Family Fortunes over there, which is our Family Feud. Yes, I didn't know they were the same thing. <laughs> I learned that the other day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is There's, weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is is that kind of thing that keeps happening? There's always um, like changes between different cultures and stuff. Like um, Edge of Tomorrow, um, film I saw recently. The book it's based on is called All You Need Is Kill. It's a Japanese book, and in Japan, it's still called that when it's the movie. But for I, I assume you know Western culture because we're easily offended by the word kill. I yeah. guess <laughs> they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, which is the most generic, terrible thing. Yep. <laughs> I've ever heard. All you need is kill is quite clever and quite like you can imagine it being like a parody of a Beatles song. Yeah. Like, All you need <laughs> is kill. <laughs> it, it's really quite clever. But yeah. Edge of Tomorrow is just really generic, and it's just a picture of Tom Cruise looking like a soldier, and it really undersells the whole concept and the whole movie. Yeah, I think that that's like the funny part too is the different even when you go further out like to Japan and stuff and then how it changes into Europe and the UK and then still it even changes more when it comes to North America for a lot of things. Like just as slowly as it moves across the uh, the globe. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets like changed more and more. And I can see like I think that's why I was wondering too with, you know, American culture seems to take over everything even in Canada. I mean, there's not much that's Canadian, really, as far as geek stuff. I mean, we yeah. do have Wolverine, so yeah, well, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Created by a bunch of Americans. Yeah. <laughs> for and an technically, American company. A Canadian did have a hand in creating Superman. Yes, which is, and he's the definition of the American dream. So yeah. he's the big blue boy scout, like the most American superhero you can think of. Yeah, exactly. Off but they never like Canadian. mentioning that. They kind of <laughs> leave that part out. Oh, no, and, we won't mention that at all. Yeah, and I, and I mentioned uh, Judge Dredd earlier. That's all set in America, and it's dystopian mm. America, all written by English guys, yeah. which is weird. You'd think it would be set in England and stuff, but I think because America has become such an iconic and such a powerhouse, not necessarily in the ways that a lot of Americans think it has, but in sort of a, it's a sort of cultural touchstone for anybody who isn't aware of, you know, general mainstream Mm -hmm. media or the Western culture. So if they think of, like, I know a lot of people who don't know a lot of British things, but they live in Japan or Australia or wherever, you know, in Russia, Mm -hmm. but they will know American shows. And yep. I think America has a more, particularly 
USA, particularly America, not just North America, but the USA has more sort of global penetration with its media than anything else, probably. Well, and I think it shows, too, when you see a lot of, like, British actors, Australian actors, and they have to, like, get rid of their accent to be in American stuff. When yeah, it shouldn't yeah, totally. make a difference at all, really, what their accent and is. Every British guy ever is evil yeah. in American. Like, <laughs> you can't believe... I, I watched um, episode four and episode five of Star Wars the other day, and I forgot just how English all the Imperial officers are. Yep. <laughs> they are... Of, Obviously, Peter Cushing is very English because he's the definition of an English man. And he says, crush the rebellion. And there's that <laughs> little like, roll of the R that is quintessentially English. It's so good. There's um, li- that Jaguar commercial. Jaguar. Oh, God, yeah. The, the villains. It's what, yeah. Ben Kingsley, Tom Hiddleston. Um, who else is there? Oh, I guess. Somebody else. Yeah. Some other, some other nerdy villain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Loki, all... the Mandarin, all... All the British ones. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All the British villains. <laughs> it's interesting. There's been a lot of, particularly with people like Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch and mm-hmm. Idris Elba, and there's a lot of these guys, whenever there's casting news, it's always British actors that are getting called up. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is just, again, something like Sherlock, that's something I couldn't imagine being a huge success in North America, has completely taken yeah. over and exploded. And it's such a BBC show. And these one-hour specials—they're basically kind of short films. Yeah, they're, they're almost feature-length episodes. They're like eighty minutes or something crazy. Yeah, three episodes in a season. <laughs> yeah, th- three eighty-minute episodes. That yeah. that couldn't that couldn't be more British TV if it tried. Yeah. Whereas US shows are almost always twenty-one minutes with fifteen minutes of adverts, yep. commercials. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. I remember watching The Simpsons growing up as a kid and you see the pauses where the commercial is supposed to be and oh, yeah. and, no- and nothing happens in Britain. It just fades to black and then fades back up again. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. And I, since I've become aware of that when I was, I don't know, sort of 12 or 13 or something like that, I suddenly realized, oh my God, American TV breaks for a commercial every like five minutes. Yeah, and sometimes even more. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And watching american football because i have a few friends who really like american football as opposed to english football (laughs) soccer um they break every like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and there's a sponsored by budweiser like swings in through a thing and there's a logo and there's like (laughs) graphics and stuff and like the best taste you'll ever get and it like flies across the screen whereas with us it's just like we have cricket which is probably the most english thing in the history of time <laughs> pretty much and the the commentators will literally between the people throwing the ball at the bat will literally comment about the buses going past their commentating <laughs> box like, oh there's the number 33 to london uh my my grandmother used to get that when he went when she went to school in the 1930s and they Old ladies who watch cricket will also send in tea and cakes to the commentators at <laughs> And cricket literally breaks for a tea break. Oh my god, li- that's it so British. <laughs> it literally stops halfway through for everybody to have like scones and cakes and tea. <laughs> and they will describe all the old ladies who sent them in tea and cake like, oh, lovely um, Ethel Chambers was wonderful and sent in a fantastic carrot cake and 
and a, and a lovely bit of chamomile tea. We're all enjoying that now. So sit back, relax, and we're back with the cricket in about 10 minutes. See, if and, I knew if that's how it was, I'd watch cricket just for that. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a YouTube supercut of all the tea breaks of the last like 10 years. <laughs> we are like, sweet, it's the tea break time. <laughs> and, and the thing is, this is on the fucking radio. <laughs> so it's literally just silence and then people drinking tea for 10 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not nerdy, but it's you can't get more British than that. <laughs> yeah, that that's very British. <laughs> well, with release dates for stuff too then, is it the same time over there like when comics and movies and that come out? Uh comics it's the same, yeah. Um but it's really interesting seeing the different I've noticed it recently because like very recently because the international market for films is really really changing the way things are marketed now in the last like 18 months or so it's really really recent um we're now getting stuff before north america does which oh, wow. is unheard of we got the winter soldier we got amazing spider-man 2 like a week before you guys did and it's bizarre because they kind of know it's going to do well in North America. They basically, I should basically they assume that North Americans don't care what the international market does anyway, but the international market does care how it does in North America. Bad sales in North America will affect it, um, you know, internationally, mm-hmm. but but bad international sales will not affect the domestic gross. And now we're getting stuff a week early and there's all these like English reviewers coming out and saying, Oh, winter soldiers, the best film of the year. It's amazing. And then all the Americans go out and see it even more because they will listen to the good reviews It's really interesting. But yeah, it used to be, we wouldn't get stuff sometimes for months, especially video games. We would get games like two or three months after you guys would. And now it's all sort of mostly at the same time comics. It's, it's absolutely the same because they're basically all imported. Yeah. They're, all still, they're all still printed in North America and then shipped over here and everything comes out on a Wednesday as usual sort of thing. I wonder if with the movies, if it's like a conscious effort made in the last few years to hype it up over here, you know, like you were saying, because then people absolutely. over here pay attention to it and then more yeah, people totally. go. Yeah, yeah I can, all, I can all see the that. sort of stubborn British guys finally saying, this film's bloody brilliant and everybody <laughs> going, huh. If the British like it, then surely we've got to like it. Yeah, then they well, everyone go check it out, and you get more people going on opening night. Exactly, yeah. And then you get films being saved by the international market, like Pacific Rim, did not do well. It, I think, it did like a hundred million domestically in the US, and then it did like four, five hundred million internationally, which is crazy. And yeah. then you're literally getting films that are, you know, they make or break with the international market these days so so it's really interesting to see there's been a real shift with the marketing and preview screenings and premieres in london and things like that that is really kind of pushing everything to the front for the british film industry well and as far as other geeky stuff um i know that like tabletop games have kind of exploded recently in the last few years um board games it's weird to me that they start getting called tabletop games because i was always raised with them as board games me too me too <laughs> I, I i only worked that out when the uh geek and sundry show with will wheaton tabletop mm-hmm. came out i was like what the fuck is a tabletop yeah because we don't use that term here in britain at all for anything it's just a table we don't call it a tabletop 
I I'd never even heard that phrase really before. Yeah, that was the first time I heard it too. Was from him. Oh, really? That's interesting. I was always raised with board games, then I was like, yeah, top. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell's a tabletop? Yeah, and I I was raised with all sorts of board games, and now I'm getting all my friends into it. And with my new podcast, I'm getting everybody into like role playing games and stuff Mm -hmm. as well. And we're all sitting around playing Star Trek Catan and um, King of Tokyo, Forbidden Island, all that sort of stuff that has been on Will Wheaton's show, and I'm kind of being the nerdy instigator and getting all my friends into it as well. You're the British Will Wheaton? I, I, I wish. <laughs> That's my aspiration in life. <laughs> my goal is to become British Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> I want that on my tombstone, just he was the British Will Wheaton. <laughs> well, and it's funny with like board games and stuff. I mean, as a kid, I usually we get end up getting kicked out a lot of them for not taking them seriously. <laughs> there was um one time with me, my friend, and a couple other people we knew, and they started playing D and D, and she wanted to seriously play it, and I was just like, ah, whatever, because I have ADD and can't take anything seriously for a long, <laughs> long period of time. <laughs> And it would turn into like this whole like ridiculous thing, and she wanted to like join the group of the boys who were playing D and D, and they wouldn't let her in because she was a girl, because they're all douchebags. But it was like you know they were all getting mad at me. Oh, you don't take it seriously, and same with like Monopoly, even. <laughs> you know, I ended up getting in shit for not taking it seriously. I'm like, but the thing with Monopoly is it never ends. It ends when someone just gets mad. When somebody dies. Yeah, like literally dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, literally dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, when when you're you're playing with your family and the eldest member will die at some point, and you'll be like, we should probably check if they're still alive, and then be like, yeah, we'll stop playing Monopoly yeah. now. We need to put it away because we need to bury Grandma. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funerals next week. We should probably stop playing Monopoly. Yeah, it never ends, and I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like. I'd, I don't know if it was just me, but I had a hard time playing board games because <laughs> I never took them seriously. And it'd always be with people who are like, this is serious, serious business. And then be like, no, it's I just like screwing around. It's called games. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. It's a, I have the same problem playing World of Warcraft, too. I just, there was um, a hardcore World of Warcraft player. Actually, I've been good. I haven't played since January this year. But I started playing when Burning Crusade came out, the second expansion. And when the third one came out the first day, we went. everyone like goes to the new area. And I'm like, oh, look, there's a whale out in the ocean. I follow this whale out in the ocean for about an hour and a half, <laughs> never actually doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just following it. And my husband and a couple of other guildies were like, what are you doing? You're like in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, oh, there's a whale. And I followed the whale. Like, I just can't do. So you're, you're dug from up. Yeah. Whale. Pretty much. Oh, look, there's something over there. There's a squirrel. I'm going to follow it. Let's see where this goes. So I, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know if it's just people that I knew, but they take things like way too seriously. I'm like, it's a game. You can't get like mad about a game and take it like so seriously and flip out over it. Yeah. I, I was talking to people, um, the guys on the upcoming podcast about how seriously we should take it and how strict we need to be with the rules and stuff. And it's interesting being i'm the host and the games master so i kind of have to be the guy to keep things serious and i kind of have to take it seriously (laughs) otherwise it doesn't look otherwise it kind of looks like i'm not putting any effort in yeah so i i have to have my story straight and i need to stick by the rules and i need to know the rules and do voices for different characters and all that (laughs) sort of stuff and be really descriptive whereas the players are the guys that bring the fun i what i have the 
two of my friends, Stephen and Ryan, they've already created a team called Space Dicks. <laughs> and they are ridiculous and funny. And Ryan is a tall, really quiet guy in real life who's playing a Jawa in the, <laughs> in, in the game. Nice. And, and Stephen is like really like kind of skinny and wacky and makes constant jokes and weird puns and all that sort of stuff. And their dynamic in real life is really well translating into the game. And it's really interesting trying to sort of rein them in a bit and then letting them go and have their fun and then trying to rein them back in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I'd have a hard time being like a game master for that. Cause I just, I'd probably like lose interest or end up making stuff up on the fly or people would ask me questions and I'd be like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've done that. I've DM'd a few games before and I've played entire campaigns off the cuff DMing. <laughs> and they would ask me a question. I'll just be like, roll a dice. Yep, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, so how are we going to defeat this thing? And it's like, I don't know. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't know what its weaknesses are. Um... Well, I know that guy can use fire, so I guess I'll just make its weakness fire and just completely make it up on the spot. And that got me in a lot of trouble before where all my characters were suddenly super powerful and I had nothing for them to fight. And I was like, ah, yeah, I should probably take this a little bit more strictly. <laughs> oh, now Escape's telling me internet connection problem. Interesting. I'm but, still recording on my side. Yeah, and it's still recording on mine, and I can hear you, so I don't know what your problem is, Escape. Ignore it. Carry on. Fuck yep. you, Escape. <laughs> Why does Skype hate me? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never actually played D&D, like a serious game. I wanted to kind of get into it. But the t- I mean, I don't live in that small of a town. It's 100,000 people. But it seems like if you're not a part of the geek culture, then it's hard to find it. Um, we have like one local geek shop. Uh, it's a used bookstore store, and then like they sell board games and card games and stuff, and have tournaments there. But I think like is one of the things where I kind of always fought being a geek growing up. So now I don't have any real geeky friends except online. <laughs> so trying to find groups to do stuff with, um, it's a bit more challenging here yeah, locally. Totally. And I know that. You know, my husband and I started playing Pokemon and got Pokemon cards, and decided we were going to check out that. Well, we were debating between Pokemon and Magic, and we got them both, and just kind of started playing Pokemon more. And the local geek store they have Pokemon tournaments, but it's always like when it's an inconvenient time to go. So, (laughs) and then I was like, it's for people with not full time jobs. (laughs) Yeah, or it's like you know Sunday at dinner time when we have Sunday dinner with my dad every Sunday. So I'm not like, oh, sorry, we're not going to have dinner. I'm going to go watch kids play Pokemon. <laughs> and then the other thing was like, I was like, oh, I mean, I'll get into LARPing because I always used to make fun of like LARPers and stuff because I was one of those horrible geeks where I was like, haha, you're geekier than me as a geek. So I'm going to make fun to of be, you. To be fair, I think LARPing is the peak of nerdiness. That was brilliant. Yeah. So with LARPing, like I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to get into that because I like doing cosplay but I don't really have a chance to do cosplay anywhere. I mean, I don't really go to conventions or anything, and I like doing makeup. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get into LARPing. But we don't actually have a LARPing group here. It's um, Bellagrath, I think. It's like medieval combat fighting. Oh, wow. So they don't really like Is do... that more hardcore than LARPing? I think it is. I think it is, but they don't actually do like... Some of them do characters, and then some don't. 
and then they make all the weapons out of like foam and stuff and my friend and i used to drive past and see them in the park fighting each other with their foam swords and you'd see like a guy in just like a t-shirt and jeans (laughs) beating another guy with a foam sword and then you'd see like the women that are dressed up and they're sitting there sewing at the picnic table and stuff and (laughs) it was just like a weird combination where some people were like full-on dressed head to toe in medieval gear and another guy's just like t-shirt and jeans like whatever and i was like did that guy just like sneak in with like a nerf sword or something and just start attacking them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or is he like actually a part of the group I don't know I can't tell but so I was thinking of like oh maybe I'll start a LARPing one but there didn't really seem to be much interest and it's hard like I said to find people here um, to start stuff I think it'd be different if I lived in like a bigger city or somewhere like southern Ontario where like Toronto and Ottawa and everything are all close to each other I live in northern Ontario which is the complete other side of Lake Superior which is the biggest lake in North America, pretty yeah. much, I think. So it's like, you know, I'm kind of close to the states and kind of close to other cities, but it's, you know, six hour drive one way or eight hour drive the other way. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere as well. So, yeah. But isn't like England, everything all close to each other? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a little tiny that, island. <laughs> that's a really interesting point as well, is we have completely different concepts of distance than you guys do. I know North Americans have traveled like six to eight hours to go to a concert. Yeah, I would. I would never do that. That makes no sense to me. That's going up. <laughs> that's going up to Scotland for me. I mean, why would I go up to Scotland for a thing unless it <laughs> comes to like Norwich or London? Then I'm not going to it. Yeah, like, and I've been those ones, crazy. those people. I've driven eight hours to go to a concert. That's that in- seems insane to me. It <laughs> seems so insane to me. That's from one side of my country to the other. Well, and that's it's kind of like that here too, because for me to get to Toronto is a twenty-hour drive, Just, and that's Jesus not even Christ. and that is not even going all the way across Ontario. That's in the same state. <laughs> yep, that's same. not even to the end of Ontario. Ontario goes further in both directions. Yeah, you, you your <laughs> provinces and the U.S. states are like bigger than my country. So yeah, <laughs> we have we have England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, and they're kind of states. And then we have counties within our states as well. And my, I live in one of the bigger counties and it's people are amazed it takes me like two hours to get out of my county. And I'm sort of get towards London and that area there. And to North Americans, I'm like, yeah, when I go to the store, yeah. I, have to, I have to drive like three hours each way or... I know people who commute in America who drive hours and hours mm-hmm. to work. It's crazy. Yeah. And us Brits are just like, why? How? How do you do that? Why would you do that? It does <laughs> kind of help that your um, fuel prices are considerably lower than ours. And I see all these North Americans freaking out about your fuel prices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we dream of your fuel prices. N- not even to mention that our currency is stronger than the the US dollar as well. People yeah. are complaining about like I'm paying <laughs> 5 5 bucks for gas. Well, we pay like 15 pounds for petrol. <laughs> and that's like like 40 bucks. Yeah. Pretty much. It's I crazy. It's about that. It's about two and a half something. Yeah. Usually it, it, usually around there. American yeah, dollar. A, a, yeah, American dollar is about two thirds of a pound mm-hmm. and the Canadian dollar kind of fluctuates either side of that usually. Yeah. Something like that. 
Anyway, back to nerdiness. Let's not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the petrol podcast or the the, ga- the gas podcast, or whatever oh, you want to call the it. The price of gas over exactly. <laughs> around England. Yeah. Pull it up online. <laughs> Give me a rundown. We Jesus. actually have uh, sites like that over here. Where it's like broken down by city <laughs> how much gas oh is my, in every city. Oh my god! <laughs> you will drive six hours to get fuel. Because yeah. it's slightly cheaper. <laughs> but what? 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 <laughs> well, where I live too, we're about a half hour drive from the border, and there'll be people that'll drive down to the states to get gas. That's insane. They'll drive the half hour to get gas That's... and then drive back because it's cheaper. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Geeky. Ba- yeah. Back. Back to nerdiness and geeks. Larping. <laughs> um. Yeah, I- I've always wanted to do cosplay and stuff, but just never had anywhere to do it um conventions conventions over there is there a lot of conventions that go on in england UK? there are actually yeah yeah there's a lot of english um conventions and i actually chatted to i went to london super comic con which is probably the biggest here in england and in the uk um that was in february of this year i think and uh I went as press for Word of the Nerd. So if you guys want to go and check out my interviews I did there, I interviewed uh, John Lehman, the creator of Chew, uh, Kieran Gillen, as I mentioned him earlier in the show, and a couple of other people, a couple of friends of mine as well, who are upcoming British comic creators. And uh, I was talking to John Lehman. He'd just come from a convention in India. Oh, wow. And saying how unbelievably American it was. <laughs> and it was bas- it was basically just exactly the same, just smaller. And he said one of the main things he noticed different in a UK con compared to the US con is that everybody in the UK seems to have a number one issue of things. <laughs> That's a weird thing to pick up on. So when he's doing his signings, he'll be signing like trade paperbacks in the US most mm-hmm. of the time. Whereas in England, he was signing number one single issues of things. Oh, wow. I thought That's a really weird little distinction that i'd never even thought about but um yeah our cons the big cons so we have um like london mcm expo and that the mcm expo is there's one in london and it kind of travels around the uk um there's a couple there's wales comic-con which is the big one in wales and i don't actually know any scottish ones and then you get sort of the more local ones there is a norwich my local town uh, sci-fi convention called Norcon and we had a couple of guys from Red Dwarf, uh, we had Colin Baker there oh, last nice. year um, so yeah that was cool but it was super small, it's in one room <laughs> literally Some guy's one house. room and, and it's, yeah it's not a hall, it's a room <laughs> and people talk about, uh, I, I went to London Super Comic Con like I said and it was this hall and I thought this is fucking huge this is crazy, <laughs> well, it's an entire hall to themselves and then um, chatting to a couple of the American guys, I was like, yeah, San Diego Comic Con would have this entire stadium. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know you have, like, we're in Hall G here at the moment. Well, we would have all, like, 15, 20 halls just for one Comic Con. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> and I know you guys have, like, Toronto and... But there, there's, I also know there's, a couple, there's, like, the comic and art expo or something like that in toronto as well yeah so there's, I, have, um, I have a couple have a couple of friends in toronto there is anime north too the big anime, yeah, animation yeah one, anime one but i know there's some there's some big ones up there but i think they're pretty much the same as the american ones on, on, on a much smaller scale 
But then once you get local, it's all very English and very British, and there's just lots of long boxes. And Do you break for all- tea? <laughs> there is there is literally breaks for tea in between <laughs> in between panels, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Everyone walks around with a little teacup. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one was being hosted in a hotel, so people were because you had kind of have to go through the bar <laughs> restaurant area, and people would literally come through with like mugs of tea. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's exactly how I picture English. Exactly, yeah, living up to all the stereotypes. (laughs) Walking around with their cup of tea. (laughs) Eating crumpets. (laughs) We're actually getting a kind of convention here later on this month, FanCon, and um, who is it coming? Uh, Chekhov from the original Star Trek's coming. That's pretty cool. And some chick from Doctor Who that I don't know who it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not one of the recent ones then um no i was like i think from the 70s or 80s okay some chick i don't remember who it was offhand but those are like i guess the main people that are coming and it's not too bad for a first time something you know in our city and then they're like oh sounds like the kind of similar scale to the our local ones here as well <laughs> And then it's like, you know, there's, I guess, some other guests or whatever. And they're like, oh, people are going to be dressed up as like Spider-Man and stuff. So you can get your pictures with them. And it's not going to be too bad. It's part of some other big golf tournament thing um, out of this big historical park that we have. So that's not too bad. Two days worth of something. I think there's like a bunch of um, cover bands, too. So like Metallica and Queen and stuff playing. So not be too bad for a weekend. Sounds good to me. Metallica and nerdiness. As long as you get rid of the golf, I don't play golf. <laughs> but, but nerdiness and Metallica, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so it's not too bad. I mean, it's a start, and there's um there's a little like anime convention every year too. But I think it's like maybe 50 people go or something. <laughs> but I think I noticed on the little flyer that it was who was it? The chick who does the voice for Blair from Soul Eater was coming. And I'm a huge fan of Soul Eater, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like actually an anime that I've heard of and watched. But other than that, I don't know who else is coming. <laughs> than that but oh jesus dog just pulled my headset off (laughs) (laughs) i'm having a horrible day that's what you get for podcasting in your living room (laughs) i'm downstairs in the basement now oh really and the dog's circling me (laughs) he's circling my chair yeah i'm wandering off i'm probably gonna go like find something to eat in the corner so i have to get up and chase him but i actually uh... made the the conscious effort to put away all his squeaky toys this time (laughs) (laughs) usually he finds those yeah we've had dan's dog appear on the intercomics he was asleep next to dan and he starts dreaming and barking and stuff (laughs) we had a special guest of max the dreaming dog on one of our shows so (laughs) it wouldn't be the first time i've podcasted with a dog yeah, I'm just hoping that no one goes by because he's got a super loud bark and I don't need that in the middle of it. I think it was actually, oh, I had recorded, I think it was for the Scottish podcast that I listened to and I recorded a couple of clips for them, the ones that I had on mind, The Unusual Suspects. And I think it was one of the ones I was recording for them where my dog decided partway through to bring me a squeaky toy and he decided that I should play with him while I was in the middle of recording. So that was fun. <laughs> Oh, back on Geek Track, I guess. <laughs> this podcast is going to be all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <be> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, conventions. Um, I don't know what else I have on my geek list. Is there anything else you want to tell me about geek culture over there? Or should I just start bothering you with English questions? 
Hit me with some English questions. I'm sure we, we can bring it back down to geekiness. <laughs> okay, biggest one that I've always wanted to know. What Go do on. you guys call an English muffin? muffin. <laughs> do you know what an English muffin is? Is it a muffin? See, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what you guys call an English muffin. It's, See, it's, kinda, the, it's the savory things, right? It's like, I almost think that it's like what it, like close to a crumpet. It's a big chunk of bread that you cut yeah. in half and toast and stuff. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, it got like holes and craters and stuff on the inside. But we call them English muffins. So, but they're not muffins because muffins are different. Muff the sweet muff. We have sweet and savory muffins. Okay, we so don't we don't like call, we don't explicitly call them English because everything's <laughs> kind of English here. Yeah, yeah. We have muffins that are the like with the muffin top like in the, in the little like paper wrapping and the little yeah. like, a berry flavored like muffin or whatever and... yeah exactly yeah and then we also have the savory stuff that is kind of a, we call it a breakfast muffin there you go so it's a breakfast muffin it's a breakfast muffin <laughs> or, or, it, most of the times it will just say muffin on the packaging <laughs> that's like one of the things that's like bothered me since i was a child <laughs> Well, it's you're like, welcome. If they're, if they're Bre- English muffins, what did the English call English muffins? Breakfast muffins. <laughs> and breakfast yeah. muffins. That's kind of sad. That was like that's like my big question. Yeah, I was kind what of you expecting... call English muffins. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting some deep philosophical thing. I was like, so en- English muffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with English muffins? I mean, they are delicious. Mm-hmm. It's just and I cr- always wondered. Crumpets I mean, are fucking great as well. Well, I think it's like with Americans and the Americans have American cheese which is just like cheese slices like processed yeah we just have sliced cheese yeah and we have like processed cheese slices or like we just call them cheese slices and they're like the processed like fluorescent orange stuff and then there's like actual real cheese that's (laughs) really interesting there's a there's a real thing in North America because it's literally the land of immigrants Mm mm-hmm there's a real thing about heritage and like your relatives' nationality and things like that in North America. With the British, we don't give a fuck. I have no idea what nationality my great-great-granddad was. Don't know <laughs> his name, not a clue where he came from. Could be Polish, could be French, could be American. I have no idea. We have no interest in that sort of thing for the most part. Whereas people in the US, and I assume in Canada as well, because yep. you're kind of a melting pot up there as well, You've got this, like, oh, yeah, I'm third Irish with a quarter French on my yeah. mum's side and blah, 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 blah. And there's a real sort of, like you're saying, you get American cheese, you get English muffins, mm-hmm. and you guys have French fries. Yep. We the don't French have French toast. French, <laughs> French to- well, okay, French toast, we do. We do agree <laughs> on that. But we don't have French fries. We don't call them French fries here. We call them chips. Yep. Which are the... The yeah, French fries are chips to us, and chips what are chi- what are chips to you are crisps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't it really confusing trying to order stuff. <laughs> yeah, do you want a bag of crisps or a bag of chips? Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I ever thought you want... could get them both in a bag. Yeah, you could com- the potato medley of just salt and you know cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but... we have Canadian bacon. Which yeah, is... I, I don't even know what that is. I'm vegetarian, by the way, <laughs> for for your listeners, and if, I'm not sure if you knew that, Mandy, but I have no idea what the various kinds of meat are, let alone, uh, I, I've never even tasted bacon, let alone Canadian bacon. You've never so tasted bacon. I'm a lifelong oh. vegetarian. My Both my parents are, I've been brought up vegetarian all my life so bacon is like the best food on the face of the earth. So I'm told. The, the, <laughs> fir- the first thing anybody asks me 
I'm like, so what kind of things do you eat? Or it just comes up, we're in a restaurant or whatever, and it comes up. I'm like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. First question, do you miss bacon? <laughs> I was like, I'm sure I would if I'd have eaten it, but I haven't, so no. Second question, do you eat fish? And I say, no. Oh. Third question, so you're vegan? I was like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, what, is, what is Canadian bacon? Canadian Genuinely. bacon, I guess it's like, well, Americans call it Canadian bacon. And it's the same thing like, I guess, with English muffin, you, we don't call it just Canadian call, bacon. Is it, is it breakfast bacon? It's, it's like back bacon, I guess what it is. It's more like between bacon and ham. It's kind of I, like towards more like what ham is. It's thicker... So that, as a lifelong vegetarian, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like ham. Okay, it's almost like like slices of ham. I'm I'm, I'm aware of the concept of ham. <laughs> you know what ham is. I have seen it once or twice. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> yeah, so that's like what that is. Whereas with American American cheese, which is funny because it's not called American cheese in Canada. It's only called American cheese in the states. That, which is bizarre that, to me that's the opposite of what it should be yeah it should be american cheese everywhere else and then yeah. just cheese yeah so what do you like what do you guys call it just processed cheese, cheese. yeah cheese, cheese slices usually yeah. cheese slices but in the states it's like american cheese well i guess it's because they're all you know it's american you need america, america fuck yeah yeah america <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost all of our american listeners nah i don't care <laughs> I prefer the foreign ones, farther away. <laughs> Anyways, than Americans. I think it's just because I'm so close to the states, you know, half hour drive. So it's always like America, America this. But we'll still drive there to buy stuff because it's cheaper <laughs> and there's no taxes on food. And Ooh. especially with like shipping, getting stuff shipped to Canada from the states is ridiculous for whatever reason. I don't know if it's import fees and we pay, we pay taxes on stuff that we get mailed in called duty, and it's like. To me, it's just arbitrary. They just, whatever, you know, today you're paying five bucks, tomorrow you're paying $20. There's no actual formula to it that you can even find from the government. It's supposed to be on stuff that you can get in Canada. And then if you buy it from the States and bring it in, you get charged more taxes on it because you're not buying it from Canada. But they decide to do it with anything. But we have to get, like, we pay all the extra, we pay taxes and then extra duty and charges on top for shipping. So a lot of the people where I live... We'll get stuff shipped to the border because there's a little shop like literally right on the other side of the border <laughs> and drive over and pick it up. So it's worth driving half an hour to get something shipped for free because usually it's free within the States. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And they actually advertise up here, too, on big built boards, you know, oh, come to the Bryden's border shop and get your parcels delivered here. And <laughs> you pay five bucks and they'll hold it for like three weeks for you. And then you go down and pick it up and then drive back across and bring it in. That's crazy. <laughs> But I think that's why, you know, it's we're I don't know if it's just Canadians in general or if it's just because we're so close to the border, but it's always like, oh, America, America this and <laughs> America that. We, we feel that way as well. <laughs> I, mean, I find it ironic that we're recording this the day after the 4th of July, just to break the, break the fourth wall for the listeners out there. We're we should have recorded it. it yesterday to be like, we should have done. Yeah. And you need a <laughs> appropriately American theme song added in and stuff like that. Yeah. Fuck you, America. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there was that um that I posted a video from college where it's like fuck you England. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. America Day. I'm like that's pretty awesome because that's exactly how Americans are. That's another thing I've spoken to Americans about before is the British don't we don't learn about that whole period of our history when the independence of America happened. 
mm-hmm. in the what late 1700s. I'm yeah. not even sure of the date. That proves my ignorance here. We are not because we lost. We don't like to talk about it. <laughs> in the same way that Americans kind of don't learn about Vietnam. Yeah. We don't we don't learn about American independence. Just kind of push it aside. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just ignore that. Let's just talk about the world wars we won and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Good old Britain with a greatest you know greatest officers and greatest soldiers in the world and all that sort of stuff and uh it was being i was being quizzed by some american friends about independence and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and i could i couldn't name a single general couldn't name a battle couldn't name a location absolutely nothing and they were shocked because <laughs> it's just inherently in their lives yeah and i think that's really like the Canada. same way too though yeah i mean we don't you know pay attention to a lot we were you know in history class too we're taught like more like immigrants coming to canada and the history of like how the country got made more is that but the other thing with that too when i guess it was technically when canada was still a part of england because it was like the 60s i think it separated which is just bizarre to me that it was only like that short a time ago (laughs) that we weren't even a country um but there's the whole like joke thing about how the canadians went to the u.s and burned the white house down (laughs) but they like to like kind of forget about that and push that aside that we actually went there and burned their white house down because technically we're still part of england at that time but yeah canada burnt down the white house (laughs) (laughs) i think that was like sometime in the 1800s yeah you guys gained independence in like 1860 or something like that so Mm-hmm. My my house where my parents live now and where I grew up is literally older than your country. Well, officially, <laughs> Canada became a country in like the 60s, 1960 something. Wow, that's crazy. So it's like, you know, 50 years ago. Jesus Christ. My <laughs> so parents like, are older than your country. I know. As I was going to like, ask my dad, like, do you remember when Canada was in a country? Like, <laughs> still a part of England? So is, is he still Canadian? Like, yeah. How does that work? Well, I guess it's your <laughs> kind yeah. of. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know if it was officially Canada then either. Because that's when, like, we got our own flag and shit, too. It was, like, in the 60s. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I love anyway. the, the one picture from the the Olympics, the last one, or is, like, a picture of the queen with a sad look on her face. And it's like, look at all the countries I used to own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. I love that one. <laughs> She's all good sad old about Liz. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe talking of geekiness, she visited the Game of Thrones set. Yeah, recently. I saw that. <laughs> and she was asked to sit on the Iron Throne and said no. <laughs> How could you turn that down? How did she turn that down? She, oh man, that, yeah, like, and I don't even watch the most, the, Game of Thrones either. So, but she's the most prominent monarch in the world. Yeah, she she needs to be sat on the Iron Throne. That needs to be a thing that happened, and she was offered, and she said no. <laughs> oh, that broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> I lost, I lost a bit of my British patriotism there. <laughs> See, like, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I watched about five minutes of it once, and it was just people riding horses, and I was like, "This is boring," and I turned it off. But I, in the same I respect, couldn't disagree more. But yeah, <laughs> I can't watch Walking Dead. I watched maybe the first season and a half, two seasons of Walking Dead, and I was like, "This is stupid." Because I, I like zombies. I dropped off of Walking Dead as well. I, want, I, made, I made it to like season whatever the latest season was. And then it, there was three episodes into that. I was like, fuck this. See, I, re- I, want, I realized I wasn't enjoying it anymore. You yeah. know, when you get to that point where you're still trying to... You're just watching it out of habit. 
and yeah. then you realise like that was really terrible. So was last week's. So was the week before that. I haven't enjoyed this season at all. Fuck this show and just gave up. Well, and I want my zombies to be zombies. Like I like you know zombie movies. They're about zombies. It's not like this is Walking Dead is just people and then once a while there's a zombie. Oh, by the way, zombies. Yeah, and it's like I don't want that. I don't care about the people. I care about the zombies. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't care about the people. I care about the zombies. And everyone's like, oh, you're a huge zombie fan. I'm like, yeah, but it's boring. It's about the people. I don't care. <laughs> I I want to see a zombie show about zombies. Like literally like day-to-day life of zombies where it's like the zombie dad comes home and he's all sad because he didn't get any brains to bring to the zombie children that day. <laughs> Just day-to-day life of zombies. No brains on the dinner table today, kids. Yeah. <laughs> just you know Upset. them yeah. going out and trying to like find brains and shit oh and we were talking about Irvine Welsh earlier and I just found apparently I have reheated cabbage that I bought somewhere along the way nice I don't even know what this one's about I don't think I've even opened it I've not read that I'm not sure it looks like it's written in better English though <laughs> <laughs> not horrible in English rather than Scottish yeah oh no there's some a really bad part here where it's like A Y A Y S I I what? Cut, cut the side I I's face open. Oh, it says we cunt. <laughs> well, the next we thing cunt. we can is that the we cunts glist tam. Yeah, I'm gonna put that back on the bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, Scottish is pretty interesting. <laughs> See, I've actually been really good with accents though my whole life. I think being raised on the British TV and all that helps where it's like going specifically to see Train Spy in the theater when it came out I was so excited about it and with my friend and she still had no clue what they were saying and I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that they even like redubbed some of it for North American audiences <laughs> because it was That's that amazing. hard and she's still no clue I'm like it's not even bad like seriously if you can't understand Ewan McGregor that's not even bad yeah his accent isn't that strong no, it used to be when he was really, really young. But I mean, it's kind of the strongest that it gets in train spotting, and it's, yeah. he's kind of dulled it a little bit as he's gotten older. But I love watching um, shows where British people will show up, and it's kind of like documentaries or like a sports thing. I'm not a big sports guy, but I really like boxing and the UFC and stuff like that. And they will put subtitles for scottish people <laughs> and nor- northern english people particularly northern english because we have like the liverpudlian accent oh, and yeah. the whole sort of northeast and northwest england accents are particularly hard to understand if you're not familiar with them and manchester and they are... too oh manchester's pretty bad as well yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i love when you see subtitles i'm like they're speaking english they do it with like the southern states though too on stuff <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be like people from Alabama and they'll have like Trans- translate like boy howdy to like hello yeah <laughs> the worst was when we used to play wow with this chick from North Carolina and she'd be talking online and she'd be like do what and every single time I just wanted to jam a screwdriver in my ear because I didn't want to hear that anymore <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they say do what instead of like pardon or huh so you could be like, really? oh, it's, it's raining outside. And they'll be like, do what? No, I didn't say do anything. I said it's raining outside. <laughs> well, the, um, the accent of where I'm from, if I've got kind of the what's considered the BBC English, the received pronunciation generic British accent, but the actual local accent here 
is unbelievably hard to understand <laughs> and is almost its own language at some points. It's truly bizarre. I will have to. I, I can't even do. I can do the accent, <laughs> but I don't want to because it's just awful. But um, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will send you some links and stuff to put on your website of uh, examples of the Norfolk accent because it Horrible is just <laughs> awful and ridiculous. It's the definition of English farmer accent. See, I think we have that too with Newfies. Um, people from Newfoundland that we call Newfies, <laughs> where they have like the real hardcore Canadian accent. And I think that's where the whole a boot came boot from. And all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where like a boot came from because people would be like, oh, you say a boot. I'm like, I have never said a boot in my life. I say about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that you can still tell you're Canadian when you say it, which is weird. But um, I know a couple of guys from Toronto who kind of say a boat instead of about or a boot which mm-hmm. is interesting there's kind of you get the a boot and you get the a boat in canada yeah whereas it's <clears throat> just about here <laughs> see i say about <laughs> that kind of sounds like a boat to me but it's not a boot no it's not a boot it's definitely not a boot i'll and give you that much i've had that fight with many americans They're like oh you said a boot i'm like no i didn't say a boot i'm gonna put a boot up your ass but i didn't say a boot <laughs> Tell me I said it one more time, you're going to get a boot up your ass. Yeah. Uh, same as like uh, at work, I was talking to a guy from the States and I said out. And he's like, oh, I love the way you say out. I'm like, I say it like you. Like, you're not going to sell me anything by telling me you like the way I say out. <laughs> you know? I, know, I think that's just like with Americans where you know they're like, oh, you ha ha, you say a boot. And we do say <laughs> a though. You do. We do say a a lot. Like. <laughs> My Canadian friend Sean said A to me the first time the other day. And I, I've never heard you say A. This is amazing. <laughs> this is a revelation. I didn't know it was a real thing. I say it all the time, dude. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do say A a lot. <laughs> and, and we say mate a lot all the time. Hello, mate. How are you, mate? How are you doing, mate? All that and sort see, of stuff. To me, that seems more like Australian than British. Well, yeah, if you want to talk like this and say, how you doing, mate? Yeah. Then, that's pretty Australian, but if you're just talking like this, we say mate a lot. What else? There's lots of... I say dude a lot, which is very dude. American. <laughs> I say dude all the time. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I say awesome all the time as well. And I don't say awesome like a North American. I say awesome, which is really... Awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> Almost like awesome wells. It's very strange. Actually, I have that on my list of stuff. Slang. Okay, and I think the yeah. the biggest one that I always forget about that comes up a lot in conversation seems to be pants. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And pants. I always forget and until like, someone calls me on it and they're yep. like, You realize that pants is different in the UK? I'm like, Yep. Remember Underwear. now. <laughs> yep. I, I I had we had an American I'm not sure if she's an exchange student or she just moved over here when um when I was in middle school and it was the first time I became aware of the difference between pants and trousers mm-hmm. and she got a rip in her that trousers. whatever that that piece of clothing is <laughs> and she said oh my god I just ripped my pants and then it was a there was a huge long pause <laughs> like five seconds later she went I mean trousers <laughs> like, and we was uh, I had yeah. no idea what she was talking about like, that's the weirdest thing she like post after she said it, she then translated it into English English, yep. like UK English. It was so strange. She just yeah. exclaimed, "I ripped my <laughs> pants," and then translated to, 
oh no i mean my trousers <laughs> yeah i i always forget about that one until like someone brings it up afterwards and they're like you realize it's different I'm like oh yeah it's different but i think one of the first times i realized it too is i used to watch young ones all the time oh the young ones r.i.p rip mail yeah exactly which is funny because i was like heroes. i was literally like just talking about young ones like the day before he passed away which was just weird to me <laughs> um but I remember watching it, and it was specifically Rick where he was like, oh, clever trousers. I was like, ah, it's like Sparty Pants. But he said clever that's, trousers. That's clever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's the same thing. But yeah, definitely Pants is one that I always forget. And that's a weird thing, too, like with accents. I have, there's some words that I say weird, and I always get called on them from people, and I don't know where I picked it up from. Like but what? Pants is one that I say where I end up saying like pants, where I guess it's yeah. like, that's pants. quite American sounding, yeah. Yeah, and same with um, tiger. I end up saying tiger. Okay, that's so weird. Almost like T A G G E R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to concentrate and be like tiger <laughs> to <laughs> say it. Otherwise, tiger. I say tiger. <laughs> it's just we- weird little things like that, and I think it's again from watching just too many weird foreign movies or shows or listening <laughs> to stuff. Just who knows what I just pick up weird ways to say things um what else do I have on my list of slang i have chips but we talked about chips and crisps yeah we did um <laughs> fanny <laughs> oh fanny's good fanny's have, good yeah i have that on your how it's different and i think it, i'm trying to remember where i remember or found that out the first time it might okay. have actually been when i was watching one of the evenings with kevin smith where yeah, the chick mentioned yeah. fanny but how over here fanny's your butt like oh yeah your ass <laughs> we don't we don't use the word butt by the way no. either. we say we call... say bottom or bum bottom <laughs> all proper british and classy like oh yeah <laughs> bottom <laughs> and we don't say ass we say ass as yeah. well ours yeah but yeah uh, i think that's where the first time i found out the difference yeah. about fanny fanny means vagina here by the way yeah Every, everybody listening <laughs> <laughs> So that could, between fanny and pants, that could run, uh, run into some problems <laughs> if you're over there. I've The one I always find weird is biscuit and cookie. Yeah. I have I have no idea, because I recently found out you guys have biscuits in North America, but it's something completely different and I still don't quite understand what it is. It's, think... kind, it's kind of like a scone, but not a scone. Yeah. It's, it's, almost... like, a, it's like a bready thing. Maybe or that's what that... a crumpet is. <laughs> no, 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 no. A crumpet is not a biscuit. I've looked, I've looked this up because it made no sense. Um, I was watching um, a Tabuscus video and because I'm a huge consumer of North American YouTubers particularly um, <laughs> and he has the song Nugget Biscuit, Nugget and a Biscuit and I was like, why is there a scone? That's really weird. He, he's putting a chicken nugget in between two biscuits whatever they are yeah i was like it looks like a bread thing and a biscuit to us is what you guys call cookies yeah sweet like we have chocolate chip biscuits we have tea biscuits for tea dipping in tea and stuff like that yeah i think biscuit probably is close to like a scone it might be between like an english muffin and a scone oh my god somewhere in there an english muffin scone yeah it's called called the biscuit (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure exactly. 
Well, tea. Let's talk about tea then. As okay. I actually wrote down was, what's the deal with tea? That's an, that's an excellent question. And I'm about to, I'm about to blow everybody's minds. I don't drink tea. <laughs> you don't drink all. tea. You don't eat bacon. Right? Yeah. And I do eat crumpets and scones, though. So I, I'm, I'm still English. But yeah, I don't drink tea. And I'm one of probably the only person I know who doesn't, pretty much. It is as much of a big deal here as you think it is. And it's like... Like I said, it's sports, things, sports too, right? literally stop for tea. And that's the thing, like, it's two things, because tea is tea, the drink, but then tea is also, like, the act of drinking tea. Oh, um, and tea is also... Um, when we're talking about a meal, tea can be essentially dinner. So you have breakfast, lunch, and tea in the afternoon. <laughs> so we so have, I have, ha- I have tea, tea at, tea. like... Yeah, you have crumpets and tea for tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I tend to say dinner because it, tea is more of a kind of um what I want to say like working class, but it's more of a slang term and very well spoken people tend to say dinner. I grew up saying tea and I would always confuse people. So, I've kind of conditioned myself <laughs> to say breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I found out recently that North England think lunch is something completely different as well and dinner is lunch yeah we have um, that here too sometimes what it the can fuck be both dinner can be Ow. lunch oh my god and then dinner so can you also could have be breakfast supper. you could have breakfast dinner and tea yeah and and supper and that's the four meals of the day yeah like what the fuck is going on <laughs> can somebody please just agree we need like a unified english <laughs> language or something incorporate some australian incorporate some british get some canadian in there get some yep north american u.s kind of stuff in there as well mash it all together and just create a definitive english because this is getting out of control and that's why they say english is the hardest language to learn exactly <laughs> and it's really interesting when you i know people um, i work in an english language school as my day job and it's really interesting when we get students come over who have learned english previously in america and will mm-hmm. speak with american accents <laughs> and that they will full-on they're speaking very broken english because they're it isn't at a mm-hmm. high level but they're using not only american terms but american pronunciations of normal words Weird. it's really really strange i think that's like here where when we're taught french in school like it's compulsory for canada because it's technically our almost official other language but we're taught like french that they'd speak in quebec and then it's different than french they'd speak in france so yeah, yeah. a lot of the times when they go for school trips and they'll go to France instead of Quebec and they'll be like completely confused because it's a completely different language. Yep. Yeah. Canadian French is not the same as French French no. in the same way that US English is not the same as UK English. It's really no. strange. And Canadian English is more like UK English because we have the U's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so glad you guys keep the U in color and favorite and things like that. Yeah. It makes and me happy. It confuses Americans a lot. <laughs> definitely does all the extra use oh i have bangers and mash on my list oh i, I made bangers and mash the other day I quite, I quite badly burnt my hand thanks to bangers and mash the other day i i was i was frying my bangers if you will and i, I splashed hot oil on my wrist i've now got yeah i blist- saw that picture bl- blisters and scars from hot oils from bangers so yeah <laughs> A banger is a sausage, listeners, by the way. Yeah. And mash is mashed potato. You guys have, it's called mashed potato, surely. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I yeah, thought it could be some other potatoes. weird thing. <laughs> like, 
like biscuit sauce or thing. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mash, we, we mashed say mashed potatoes. potatoes. Sausages and mashed potato. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys have... I guess it's like, I don't know if it's strange. I want to say strange breakfast because it's different in every country and I don't want to like uh, about be to talk about the full mean English about breakfast. it. Yeah, well, whereas like, you know, with your beans and everything too. Oh, baked beans <laughs> are the best, man. For breakfast is like here, it's more of a like dinner food. <laughs> yeah, I've, dinner. I've, had, I've had English breakfast for dinner or for tea, I suppose. I've had English breakfast for tea that featured English muffins. <laughs> <laughs> and see, when I want breakfast for dinner, my husband calls it anarchy, like from Family Guy. We'd be like, oh, what do you want to do for dinner today? Anarchy? Which is they get to have bacon and eggs for dinner. <laughs> because he gets upset that it's not, he thinks it should just be breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your husband's a stickler for the rules. Yeah, for some things like that. <laughs> you're, you're sticking it to the man. Well, and it's funny, too, because a lot of this time in the summer, he works at a town, and it was a few years ago where I had, like, pumpkin pie for supper. <laughs> He's like, you can't just have pumpkin pie for dinner. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I can have pumpkin pie if I want to. When are you supposed to eat pumpkin pie? Well, he means, that's like... That's not a fucking... That's, surely that's not breakfast food. No, it's it's more of a dessert, but, like, literally, that's all I had for dinner was pumpkin pie. Okay. <laughs> pumpkin pie is dinner to me as well. Shepherd's pie. I'm a, I'm on your side. Oh yeah, shepherd's pie. pie is a thing as well. Yeah, cottage pie. And then you got blood sausage. <laughs> what the hell was a, a blood sausage? I don't. It's like I don't know. I, I always just assumed it was a sausage made with blood. Well, we have a thing called black pudding over here. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of too. Which is fucking gross, and it's I like, don't. Understand. It's literally just a giant scab, essentially. Yeah. Uh. That's is that like, kind of thing? Like haggis. <laughs> oh, haggis is amazing as well, yeah. I can't, <laughs> believe, like, ha- I can't believe haggis is a thing. I know, I was like, mm, let's just like shove some random shit inside a sheep's stomach and like, see if people sorry, eat it. You get a sheep's stomach, you put sheep's liver, sheep's lungs, fucking sheep's everything, mm-hmm. and just shove it into a fucking sheep's stomach. Fucking yep. deep, deep fry that thing, <laughs> and then just eat the whole thing. And then deep fry some Mars bars as well. <laughs> See, but it seems like deep fried Mars bars would be more of an American thing. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But no. But in the States, they have deep fried butter. What? <laughs> <laughs> so butter wrapped in butter? Batter. And deep fried yeah, batter. Batter you can, butter. You can literally get that at like fairs in the States deep fried butter <laughs> and deep fried Kool Aid. <laughs> what? Yeah. How, how does that work? I don't know. How do you you deep fry a liquid? (laughs) I don't know, but they figured out how to deep fry it. (laughs) We had, um, every summer we have deep fry parties. (laughs) We have like a big turkey deep fryer, so we'll deep fry a turkey and then a bunch of other foods, just like, you know, fries and peppers and stuff. And our friend actually deep fried a a Werther's caramel. (laughs) And it worked. It didn't melt. It like actually kept its form. Wow. We assumed it would just get stuck to the bottom, but nope, yeah. it floated back up. Huh. And he ate it. <laughs> basically, basically, what I'm learning from this is you can deep fry everything. Pretty much. I don't think there's anything you can't deep fry. You can deep fry yeah. just about anything there is. We deep fried uh, lemons, lemon slices. Fair enough. And then we made I... uh, jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just looked up black pudding, and it is a type of blood sausage. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being crazy. It is, I was, gen- same it thing, is generally blood. made from pork blood. And a high proportion of oatmeal, um, occasionally flavored with pennyroyal. So 
It can be eaten cold as it's cooked in production. It's often grilled, fried, or boiled in its skin. But so why would you make something out of blood? Because <laughs> you're vampires? I don't know. Uh, like... A blood sausage is a type of sausage made by cooking blood or dried blood with a filler until it's thick enough to be congealed <laughs> when cooled. <laughs> so gross. Yep. That's, That's like, a thing. It's like when my mother-in-law eats head cheese. <laughs> or it's I'm, like, oh, scramble brains and cook stuff inside the head and then ah, scoop it out. Fried monkey brains. <laughs> mm-hmm. That just sounds awesome. That was actually one of the only things I remember from Spanish class was sesos fritos, which is fried brains. Ah, interesting. <laughs> um, what else do I have? So list? yeah, English food is gross. Oh, I have chocolate. Why is your chocolate so sugary? <laughs> Wait, that's what? like a thing over here where it's like British chocolate and there was even that episode of The Simpsons where it's like they went to England and got all high on British chocolate. I don't know if it's, I guess maybe it's how it's made or if it's because well, you think that American stuff would be more sugary though. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff, we we but... get almost no American chocolate over here, but I recently had Hershey's for the first time ever and it is just like flavorless brown stuff yeah see that's why i think that it's you crazy. guys put more sugar and stuff like the whole cadbury thing where it's just like pure sugar cadbury's is great yeah i well, mean Cad- cadbury's <laughs> is kind of the low end of it's kind of like it's not like budget chocolate but it's, mm-hmm. it's getting there it's, it's not sort of the we have a company called hotel chocolat here <laughs> it's really i don't think it's french but it's trying to be french it's very on market, and they have like forty percent, fifty percent cocoa chocolate and stuff like that, going all the way up to a hundred, where you're just wow. chugging a giant stick of cocoa, and it's the most bitter thing you've ever had in your life. See, I like like dark chocolate, like eighty percent. Yeah, they have like seventy, eighty percent, ninety percent, and then a hundred. It's crazy, I'm but yeah, I like <laughs> ours is usually like twenty, twenty-five, thirty, maybe. That sort of typical milk chocolate here. Yeah, I think that ours is... I don't even know what it would be, but I know it It seems like British chocolate is definitely more sugary for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and apparently you don't know why either. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know why, because I've only just recently experienced American chocolate, so... Yeah. I, I, didn't, know there, I didn't know there was a difference until, <laughs> like, literally a year ago. And you're like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love peanut butter cups, but it's basically just peanut butter in a casing of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, Skype works a lot better on this computer, apparently. Apparently so. I'll have to remember that. Maybe it's because my laptop's Windows 8. <laughs> it doesn't like it. Um... The last English question I have is, we okay. kind of touched on it a little bit, but it says, for such a small country, why are there so many different accents? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. And um, there's a lot of sort of tribalism and stuff that's still coming through. There was a huge, um, we have a thing, we had a civil, we've had a couple of civil wars. Um, and one of them was North versus South. And there was a huge obviously a huge divide and the southerners another interesting fact that kind of ties into the accent thing is that the east coast u.s accent is closer to the original english accent of the (laughs) 1700s and 1600s than my accent is (laughs) you would think this is the 
inherent British accent, but it's not. We used to say park in our car and Boston and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and then they kind of emigrated, kept the accent. Mm-hmm. And we, the sort of upper class Englishmen that we are, developed this BBC English and speaking properly like this and saying grass and bath and all that sort of stuff instead of grass and bath. <laughs> um, you make it sound horrible, bath. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I spit it out with such venom, don't I? <laughs> well, I get I get teased a lot for it being um the place where I live is on the east coast of England, but we're kind of in line with the middle, and the middle kind of says grass and uh, grass and bath and all that sort of stuff. But I'm very southern sounding for where I live, and a lot of people will say grass and bath and that that kind of thing around here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get teased for that. But I don't really know why there is such huge... I mean, we have um, Cornwall, which is a place, um, southwest England, has literally got its own language for some reason. Oh, and wow. they they tried to separate or did separate from England hundreds of years ago, created their own language, and it's recently been re-recognized as its own <laughs> language. And then you've got variations of the Gaelic language, yep. which is or Gaelic, as they say in Ireland. There's the Irish Gaelic, and you've got Scottish, which is a variation upon some certain Gaelic dialects and stuff. So you've got... And there's Welsh. There's a whole different language for Wales as well. And then you get these really interesting people. The people that live in the north of Wales live very close to Liverpool, so they speak Welsh with a Liverpool accent. (laughs) And it's so confusing and weird. And... Yeah, there's just a hodgepodge weird mix-up of languages all over and and accents. And they're kind of all mixed in together. And then you get... I find accents so interesting because it's entirely based on where you grow up, which makes no sense. (laughs) And it's entirely, you know, nurture versus nature. It's nothing to do with your genetics or anything like that. And it so defines who you are as a person and how other people judge you. Yeah, it's something like if I happened to grow up in Manchester, I'd be talking with them. I have cousins who grew up in Manchester. My my family's originally from London, but they grew up in Manchester because my uncle moved there when they were kids. And they all speak with Manchester accents. <laughs> I've got a sudden, very northern sounding part of my family. And then you've got me, my mum and my dad. My dad's very London. He's very Cockney. He speaks like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sweeping your chimney, governor, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but no, he speaks more like, um, uh, who would be a good example? Like, um, Austin Powers, is, you know, that bit in yeah. Goldmember where they start speaking Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all um, up the apples and pears with the shit on a turtle and that bit. Yeah. My dad knows genuine Cockney rhyming slang, <laughs> and, I, and I've kind of grown up around that. But somehow I've ended up with this accent. But I don't know why we have so many weird accents. And I always kind of wonder, do other countries... I, apparently there is a North and a Southern French accent in France. I cannot tell the difference because I'm ignorant and don't speak French. <laughs> but apparently there is a very big difference, and you can inherently tell, oh, that's a Paris accent, oh, that's a Calais accent, oh, that's a Toulouse accent, or whatever. I cannot tell that at all. And I, couldn't, I can barely tell the difference between like Mexicans and Spanish <laughs> and then Southern Americans. And they all get very, very offended. Yeah. And I said, oh, you're Spanish. I was like, fuck you, I'm from you know Chile or something. And yeah, I'm 
I don't know. I that think it's, be... it's a bit different too. Like in the States, it's so big, but there's yeah. different accents. Like, cause you got the South and you got the East and then there's like the Midwest and, you know, Minnesota accent and all of that. But it's because they're so far spread out where I think it's just weird that because the UK is like so tiny and squished in that you think, you know, in this town they speak one way and then the next town over you speak with a different accent, but you're so close to each other. Yeah, like it's the whole concept of distance again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like we're just, I don't know, a hundred miles away. People speaking in a completely different way than I will. Yeah. Yeah, you can travel for what six hours and still be talking to people with the same accent as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you got the whole like Australia thing too, right? Where they still kind of almost have a British accent, but it's and, like, New- and New Zealanders yeah, as well. There's there's a spin on it. Yeah, a I can key, tell the difference. Kiwi accent as well. Yeah, I and, actually used to work with a guy from New Zealand and watching a lot of Flight of the Concords, I can tell the difference between Australia <laughs> and New Zealand. <laughs> my my favorite, um, two of my favorite things I've sort of recently discovered in accents is, um, do you watch Arrow, by the way? Yeah. Um, Manu Bennett, who plays Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. is so, he's got a real like strong oceanic accent. He is Kiwi. Yeah. Um, and the way he says Oliver Queen just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> well, he, he always says Oliver Queen. Yeah. And it's that coin, like weird Australian New Zealand accent thing that he does. And it kind of blows my mind that he just <laughs> uses his accent on that as if Deathstroke is Australian or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Just that bizarre. one part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my other, my absolute favorite accent of anything, thanks to. District 9 in particular is a South African accent. Yeah. Because it's a mixture of German, Dutch, and New Zealand, plus a few Afrikaans words as well. Mm-hmm. But the accent itself is kind of New Zealandy. Yeah, it's in, pretty close. In, in that they, they say, you know, like the character in Flight of the Concords is Brit, but they say Brit. Yeah. And they say that in South African, but they also, all their W's are pronounced as V's, like in Dutch. Yeah. And they've got like a kh sound for, <laughs> that comes from Dutch as well. And it's this crazy mashup. And watching District 9 and like really, and getting into a band called Diantwoord. I'm not sure. Have you heard of the band Diantwoord? No. They're a South African rap trio. And it's, I'm still not sure if it's parody. I think it is. <laughs> but they are so over the top south african ridiculous wow. it's amazing i highly recommend it to you and all your listeners go and check out it's a d-i-e-d as in the spell the word die and then a-n-t-w-o-o-r-d which means the answer in afrikaans okay. in south african um but yeah go and check out their ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> songs um enter the ninja is my personal favorite which is their, <laughs> their first single and the main rapping guy is called ninja so and, I'll make a note yeah. to check that out. Yeah, it's all hugely South African. Some of the songs are in full Afrikaans. Some of them are just in heavy South African accents. And I love it. It's ridiculous. I think for me with accents, it's funny watching Christian Bale as Batman. Especially <laughs> when he's talking as Batman. And you can see not only is he trying to hide his lisp, he's trying to hide his accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you uh, watch I... his mouth, you can see his lisp in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally see a person's accent yeah. uh, and, and speech impediment as well. And I remember I'd seen Christian Bale in a load of things and I knew technically he's Welsh, which yeah. is weird. He does, he speaks with a kind of London accent. 
Um, but I hadn't heard his actual accent, and it never occurred to me. I knew he was Welsh. I'd seen him in The Machinist. I'd seen him in the Batman films. Uh, I've seen him. He voices Howl in the English dub of Howl's Moving Castle. Um, all sorts of stuff. I've seen him in loads of stuff. It never occurred to me to watch an interview with him. And then he suddenly... <laughs> like talking loads of London slang yeah. and just being like, hello mate, how's it going? You just talk like this. And I it's think a full it's on that movie where with the dragons is pretty close to his natural accent with the dragons. Yeah. I can't remember. He was in some movie with oh. Matthew McConaughey. Oh God, that terrible thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's pretty close to what his actual oh, it's accent called, is. It's not called like end. It's not called like end of the world or something. It's something, no, it's something terrible. Dragons. Yeah. Oh, what is that called? Too lazy something, to IMDb it. Something terrible. But, but I uh, think that that's pretty close to what his natural accent is. Yeah, I've I've seen him interviewed. One of my favorite interviews with him it's with him and um, oh, who else? Rain is of with Fire. Him? Rain of Fire. That's, that's the one. That's the one I was <laughs> thinking of. Um, and he they start talking about what he. His, what kind of music he's been listening to at the moment and he's being interviewed oh, he's next to Mark Wahlberg that's it oh yeah and, and Mark Wahlberg's talking about all the like hip hop he's into at the moment and Mark. yeah good old Marky <laughs> Mark um, and he's talking about all the like hip hop he's into at the moment and the you know the rock bands and the indie bands and stuff and Christian Bale is like I, I, I haven't been listening to much man but my kids are obsessed with this show I wonder if you know it and he starts singing the Powerpuff Girls theme song <laughs> And it's the best. Fighting, crime, trying to save the world. Here they come just in time. Power puff girls. And it's Christian Bale, like full beard, long hair, leather jacket. Batman. Sing- He's Batman, but with a Cockney accent, singing the Powerpuff Girls. And it's one of it's one of my probably my most watched YouTube clips, just because it makes me happy. <laughs> I think with me, it's Hugh Laurie. And seeing like, and I did watch a bit of Fry and Laurie and that too, because I used to watch that and among all the other British shows. But then like, you see him as house and he's all like, you know, scruffy and mean and, you know, grumbly and shit. And then it's like, you hear him in his, you know, he's in interviews where he's got this like nice posh accent. Yeah, I I grew up. I grew up on Fry and Laurie and Blackadder and things like that. that. That is my corner of the upbringing of british comedy and stuff like that and i can't watch house because <laughs> i know it's hugh laurie and i know he, that's not his accent i can't yeah. handle it I, he him being american he's one of the most english men ever mm-hmm. and i i can't yeah. handle it i, well, I watch it, and hear I think, it like just in his accent that it's you know he seems like a proper english gentleman <laughs> yeah 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 exactly I, I people keep telling me House is amazing, but I outright cannot watch it because of his <laughs> accent. It's so strange. Yeah, I think that there was actually an episode of Ellen that he was on, and I remember watching the clip online where they were talking back and forth about slang and getting the other person to guess what the slang is. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hearing him talk, like trying to get her, you know, she asked him like what he thought a badonka dog was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was just hilarious seeing Hugh Laurie say badonkadonk. Exactly. <laughs> badonkadonk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and with that too, I mean, Black Adder and I grew up watching Mr. Bean, but I think that oh, that specifically yeah. was like the genius part of Mr. Bean is not having him speak. Yep. Yeah. Because he can, he can be in any anyone. country ever. 
Yeah, any yeah, culture fantastic. can watch it and completely understand it. And then always when he would speak, it'd just be hilarious because he'd just be like, bean. <laughs> just like exactly. random words. And it was just so funny. But I think that was definitely one of the geniuses for Rowan Atkinson and Mr. Beans. Yeah, totally. Any culture, you know, you can watch it. Flight of the Concords is probably one of my favorite shows too. And I think it was more because where I used to work, I worked with a guy from New Zealand and we'd always make fun of him because he'd been in Canada forever, but he still had a bit of an accent. And he'd just say like random words. Like he wouldn't say bought, he'd say brought. So if you went to the store and you bought a loaf of bread, but he'd say he brought it. I've had that mistake in England as well. And I'd always be like, you brought it where? You brought it home? Like, (laughs) no, you bought it. And there was one day we bugged him about and he sat there at his desk going, bought, bought, bought for about five (laughs) minutes to himself. (laughs) Same as we found this website that would say stuff in accents. And I guess in New Zealand, beer and bear sound exactly the same. So they they do in the Norfolk accent as well. And I asked him about that. We say bear as in a a point of bear. Is mm-hmm. the North the Norfolk accent, or a point of bear is pointing at a bear? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. And we had asked him about that. We're like, "Well, what happens if you see a bear?" And he's like, "Well, we don't have bears in New Zealand." That's a good point, actually. <laughs> so then there's no confusion because I'm like, "If beer and bear are the same word, how do you know if someone's like, you know, beer bear?" <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, there's a beer. Bear. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, there's no bears around, so it has to be a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same as that. Yeah. My favorite part of Flay of the Concords was when they got mugged. <laughs> saying, uh, is it? Is it maybe dead? dead? Yes. Yep. Me and my housemate say this on a daily basis. I think maybe, like I almost died when I watched that the first time, and I just kept watching that part over and over. And every few months, I look it up on YouTube. He, may, he maybe did. Maybe did what? <laughs> what did he, he maybe, maybe do? He maybe did. <laughs> maybe did what? <laughs> the best. He's best. like so mad. He's like, yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Then <laughs> <laughs> they're just all confused. Ah, oh, Murray. <laughs> Reese Darby's a fucking genius. Oh, he's so hilarious. He's so good. His stand-up's really good. Yeah, I've watched a bit of it. It's so hilarious. He was on the Nerdist podcast not too long ago as well. And he was fantastic. Yeah, I have to get caught up on the Nerdist. I have way too many podcasts to get caught up on. <laughs> And soon your listeners will have one more. Yeah, getting there. This would be, well, I've what? I've got six posted as of recording this one. And I've got possibly, well, I've got this one. And then I've got two other interviews with bands that were going to be on the same podcast, but I ended up running long. So maybe individual ones. Nice. So getting there, trying to get ahead of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get little bits and pieces recorded so then I can have a few in the queue to post when I get a chance. Yeah. So to kind of wrap us up in the whole North American British thing, mm-hmm. what do you consider the definitive Canadian like geeky thing? Canadian geeky thing. Yeah, like that not necessarily sums up Canada, <laughs> but like is it Wolverine? Is it Alpha Flight? Is it I mean the creator There's of the, Doctor um, Who was Canadian? Like, the new uh Canadian Justice League. Yeah, Justice League United. Yep, that one that yeah. just started. And they made that uh, chick for it, specifically um, Equinox, something like yep. that. Yep, From actually Moosini, Ontario, somewhere. Yeah, I got all excited because like, oh, she's from Northern Ontario. And then I remember that if you live in Southern Ontario, Ontario ends about halfway up and not as close to me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm technically in Northern Ontario, they think that like 
only about halfway up the province is northern Ontario. So she's from somewhere in the middle of Ontario, <laughs> essentially. But there we have that. And Wolverine is a big one. I love that we have Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when, you um, think, when you think of British nerdiness, what do you think of? What's like the first thing? British nerdiness. Or geekiness, whatever you want to call it. See, and that's hard because immediately I just think of Mr. Bean. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I wonder how many people around the world would say that. Not many, I would guess. <laughs> but I don't know. It's probably Doctor Who, too. It kind of has know, to be, doesn't it? Especially like with the big explosion in the last few years. And I remember like as a kid watching the really old one from the 60s with my dad and just laughing at how ridiculous it was. And I haven't probably watched any of the other Doctor Who's, you know, in the last 20, 30 years, the ones that have been on. I still understand, you know, what it's about. And it's kind of one of those things where I know a lot of stuff. I just don't know where I picked it up. <laughs> I know what things are about. And people will be like, how do you know what that's about? You've never watched it. I'm like, I just know. I understand. <laughs> But I think that that's definitely one of the main British things that's just exploded. Like everywhere is Doctor Who. Everything, you know, TARDIS this and Dalek that. And it's just like all of a sudden. I don't understand where it came from all of a sudden. But that also is geek culture too, right? Like the last 10 years, mainstream. You know, yeah, Avengers, totally, totally. Spider-Man, the resurgence of Batman. All us. Just yeah, and all us hipster geeks and growing up being bullied for it and all that yep. sort of stuff like you said trying to play D D when you're a kid and all that yep. sort of stuff and now we're the cool kids we're the guys doing podcasts and you know creating tv shows will wheaton's got his own show chris yeah. hardwick's got his own show chris hardwick owns a fucking empire called yep. nerdist nerdist and is like one of the fastest growing brands in america right now he's literally got the word nerd in it yeah it's crazy and the whole Geek and Sundry empire too. Felicia Geek and Sundry, Day. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Felicia Day and her amazing thing that she's doing as well, and like revolutionizing, revolutionizing the way web videos work. Yeah, with, with from the guild to the new, her new series Spooked and everything in between. It's crazy how much like nerdiness is just taking over, and I forget how mainstream it is sometimes. And I will. I've met a couple of YouTubers, so I inherently think they're nerdy. And they're just like, no, I just do makeup tutorials and stuff. Yeah. Because I think if you know how to edit and post a video on YouTube, there's a kind of level of like IT geekiness to it. And it's like, I just do it on my iPhone and then post it straight away. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's so mainstream. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's what it's gotten to, you know. Absolutely. Like Vine, yeah, yeah. you know, people sit there and, oh, I can record seven seconds and post it right away. And Yep. Before to post anything, like, you know, you said you'd have to sit there and record it and edit it and exactly. polish to, it off. and Go and get a degree in video skills and TV production and then go do this thing and get a special camera to do this thing and get this software that's like hundreds of pounds or hundreds of dollars and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now you can just do it on your phone, record it on your phone, edit it on your phone, add effects and audio on your phone and just do it. And you get just random people who have nothing to do with, like, they don't follow Geek and Sundry or the YouTuber community. They don't follow like PewDiePie or Tobuscus or whoever else. They're not aware of the whole sort of kind of nerdy side of things. There's a huge gaming culture and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They just go like, nope, I'm just doing a vlog or whatever. It's crazy. Well, and I think too, it's like even specifically World of Warcraft, when my husband and I started playing, it was still at that point where it's like, ah, oh, you play World of Warcraft. You're one of those nerds. And then now it's like, blizzard and their whole empire and blizzcon and everything it's like 
everyone yeah, knows an, what it there's is. There's an entire convention dedicated to it. Yeah, we went to it it's last crazy. year. <laughs> that was actually our first convention that we'd been to was BlizzCon. And it's just like, you know, one of those things where everyone knows what it is now and they're not like really making fun of you for it anymore yeah. because it's a video game. Like, I think that was always a part of it too with video games because they were kind of nerdy, but pretty much everyone, you know, that was born after like 1975 <laughs> grew up playing video games. And it was kind of like always a mainstream thing, but it never really got made fun of for being geeky. And then now it's just more, you know, more absorbed into geek culture playing video games. Yeah, and, and there's kind of almost two different subcultures within gaming. You've kind of mm-hmm. got the, the Call of Duties and the guys playing the sports games and stuff yeah. who would never touch a Final Fantasy or a World of Warcraft in their wildest dreams. And then, I mean, there's even more subcultures, really. You get the MMO players. Yeah. You get guys who will just play. World of Warcraft is the only game they have ever played. It's the only game they will ever play. They have multiple, like, level 80, whatever it is now, characters. And they've never played like Mario. They've never played yeah. Madden. They've never played anything, any like JRPGs or anything like that. And then you've got the other, like what a lot of the internet calls the gamers, because the internet is a horrible, terrible place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're the guys who are playing the we're playing role playing games. We're playing platformers. We're playing shooters. We're playing everything and then driving games, everything and anything in between. And it's crazy how sort of divided it's now become. And it's almost like there's a nerdy part of what should be what should be an entirely nerdy part of like that that industry yep. is now subjugated into well, there is now a nerdy bit of that industry rather than the whole industry itself. I think that kind of comes with the evolution of the medium. Like the comics are still kind of trying to get there. We talk about this a lot on the Intercomics podcast of how um, Dan has a degree in film and it's very much very analytical and very critical thinking and things like that. And he always looks at comics medium as no different from film, really. It's one of the, the great mediums for expressing art and telling stories and things like that. But it's not seen as that by many of the mainstream like art critics or a lot of the general public Mm -hmm. they still see comic books for kids yeah and and they won't read them and won't give them the time of day yet some of the greatest fictional stories ever told have been told in comics you give mouse to a kid yeah (laughs) and they will they will be haunted for the rest of their lives yeah pretty much if you give that to an adult (laughs) they will realize that that is one of the most powerful interesting meaningful pieces of fiction that's probably ever been made by any human mm-hmm. uh, art spiegelman's mouse is a fucking masterpiece in any media and something like something terrible by dean tripp as well that's such a personal incredible story that pretty much could only be told in the in the form of comics yeah and then you get we've got we've now got sign kind of got this i mean we've got a renaissance of that industry and we've also got classics emerging like Watchmen was featured on I think it was Time Magazine's greatest hundred novels or whatever yeah and it, they're finally being accepted and and video games is very much coming through there's always that talk of our video games art and they're kind of coming through and the fact that there's these different subcultures breaking off within that industry is kind of a positive I suppose in the showing that it's finally being taken seriously 
that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought you were still going. <laughs> uh, I, I realized I'm talking for like three minutes nonstop. So I, like, I do that a lot on my podcast and I have to stop myself. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is me conversation with the British guy. <laughs> Here, you talk for an hour and I'll just walk away. <laughs> the worrying thing is I could. <laughs> but nobody would want to listen. Uh, everyone would. <laughs> it's the internet. S- seduce everyone with my wonderful British accent. <laughs> but I think it's like when you say, you know, like all oh, your BBC anized, is that a word? Um, accent. Sort of, that's the opposite of Americanized, is BBC yeah, eyes. BBC eyes. <laughs> and like, I think that, like, when I said that's, you know, it was funny and it threw me off that hearing you say fuck because it's like you almost speak with like this proper British accent and you're like, ah, oh, fucking motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker it's just so opposite yeah it's like more you know you expect americans to be like that and you don't hear like americans being all proper and being like i'm gonna have some tea today gotta go have some fucking tea and crumpets yep (laughs) and then you've got the word cunt which is used a lot here in england and is considered like a, 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 the, the cardinal sin in North America, pretty much. It's like someone like says is, it you, and it's like dead silence. Yeah, like it's, it, it's, it's the word that silences an entire room. Yeah. Whereas you'll be like, hello, you fucking cunt. And they'll be like, that'll be just greeting your best friend. Yep. Just perfectly normal. And Australia says it a lot as well. It's really, really quite weird to see, you know, different standards of different words. And I was shocked when... You messaged me and said it's really weird hearing you say the word fuck because <laughs> I say it so regular in my daily life. I never even think about it. I swear a lot more than a lot of people I know, um, especially on podcasts and things when I really get sort of rambling on and things like that and really get talking on a particular subject. I will start. Oh, I swear like a sailor, but I think exactly around with yeah. guys too much. <laughs> <laughs> Video games. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Wow, we'll turn you into a swearer. <laughs> cunt is my video gaming word. Cunt! Like, yeah, when I, I actually when say I it die or quite a like bit. That. And I think it's funny, like, I'll say it quite a bit, and people will be, like, shocked, or they'll, like, they'll, you know, try and say it to be, like, one of those things to completely shock me. I'm like, you can't say anything that's going to shock me. I play World of Warcraft. I hear it from all the little trolls all the time. <laughs> it's full of 11-year-olds saying the N-word. Yeah. I've, he- I've heard it all. I've been on yeah. 4chan. I know how the internet works. Yeah, I've been in the dark, deep corner of oh, the yeah, internet yeah. and seen the, and heard everything. The horrible dark depths of 4chan and yeah. Reddit. The oh, yeah. various subreddits I think that that's like one of the best videos from College Humor is We Didn't Start the Flame War have <laughs> you ever seen that one? I love that one where it's like it's exactly what the internet is it's just people bitching at other people <laughs> where they can comment yeah and then that's how video games are and I think that that's why I end up swearing so much like a sailor <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to rein it in at work because I can't sit there and be like fucking Fuck, fuck, fuck! At my desk exactly, all day. yeah. But then again, a lot of people at my work expect that from me, <laughs> and do it. They now know to expect it from me. Well, then there is, you know, people are scared of me, and they're like, "Oh, don't make eye contact with her." Because <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be an angry person, and I'm not scary. The type I- of scary IT woman. Yeah, I'm not the type of person that should work in a help desk. <laughs> but I do literally say, "Have you tried turning it off and on again?" Good. Have you seen the, Have you seen the IT crowd? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, perfect. Exactly. I yeah. love the IT crowd. I'm like, that's my job. Have you tried turning it off again? Especially like the first episode where he's just sitting there and letting the phone ring. And he's like, well, turn it on. You know? Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Like, your computer's not even on. Is it plugged in? Yeah. Is the monitor plugged in? Is I've the mouse had plugged in? People Is the keyboard plugged come in? To me. Oh, my God. Specifically, one lady, and she's like putting her password in. She's like, it's not working. I'm not, you know, I'm putting it in. It's not accepting it. And we had given new passwords out that had to have like symbols and stuff. So there was an exclamation point at the end. I'm like, okay, so you're putting it in with the capitals and the exclamation point at the end. She's like, no, I wasn't putting the exclamation point in. So you're putting in half your password and you're wondering why it doesn't work. (laughs) Maybe you put your whole password in, you know, where I've actually had to do like, lunch and learns where we have lunch and you know explain stuff and i'd be like before you call it if there's a problem try logging off try turning your computer off <laughs> and then try everything IT. you know how to do then call it maybe yeah well there is my friend had just posted something to on facebook and is like i don't know what comic it was from or cartoon or it was like guys trying to drink a glass of water all the wrong way and it's like we've tried nothing and or we've tried nothing and we can't get it to work or whatever i'm like that's exactly it you've tried nothing yeah it doesn't work i i should not be in it because i'm just i have no tolerance for it <laughs> or in help desk at least where it's like have you made an effort no you're not putting your whole password in maybe that's why you can't log in Maybe that's why. Or there's, you know, the one lady who, like, will lose her internet connection, so she restarts her whole computer several times a day. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, you know, you just check to see if the cable's plugged in tightly. Like, it, it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, like, the other half of that is, like, when Skype doesn't like me on my laptop, I'm like, why do you hate me, Skype? I'm IT. This is my job. Yeah, yeah. But it seems to work on this computer. Hooray. It's an hour and 18 minutes now on this one. Why does it? I don't know why. It's got to be something with that laptop. Because this is the same software. It's weird. A shitty little free program. Yeah. And I realize that this is probably when you said you're having dinner anyways. Yep. I'm, I'm due to have dinner any minute now. So <laughs> I need to be heading off. Yep. So we should probably end this. <laughs> and I, I actually managed to get through all my English questions. So that's good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I could help, and <laughs> we could discuss the differences between North American nerdiness and British geekiness and all that sort of stuff. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So this has been my interview with Jack. <laughs> um, you can find him Word of the Nerd online. Uh, can through comics podcast. Yep, search into comics podcast on itunes or um we're at intercomics pod on twitter if you want to get us on twitter uh my personal twitter is at jlw chambers so it's got my middle initials in there because i'm very english (laughs) (laughs) um we're also on facebook and uh we've got at binary sunset pod which is my new upcoming podcast as well so you can find me on twitter facebook all that good stuff i'm all over the place i'm even on tumblr and instagram and all sorts of stuff as well but I'm JLW Chambers on everything. If you search that, you'll find me. So. <laughs> yeah, you're easy smart way to find me. Out. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got my SEO sorted out. <laughs> well, thanks for being on. Um, thank you, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's my first ever appearance. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm privileged. I'm honoured. Yeah, you're the first British person, so woohoo! You might, 
my go-to Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever need any more British consultation? Do you know who to call? <laughs> well, it's like when I need the little audio clips. I'm like, okay, need someone British. Jack. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure your listeners will hear me again soon in various audio clip form. Yep, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, it's a little geek lost cyanide on Twitter with two N's because I'm awesome. <laughs> And I've been spelling it with two N's for pretty much my whole life online. <laughs> <laughs> it actually came about because it was taken with one N when I was like of 12 or 13. So I just threw an extra N in there and it's kind of stuck with me ever since. So, And we'll check you out next time. <laughs>